The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Friday, September 9th, 2022, season 18, episode number 27. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break Live from SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We are presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Wow, we got sound effects now. Uh, only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Nick, uh, that probably makes you feel good. That's like your Saturday. Is that like a Saturday for you? Does no. it make you all of a sudden think college football? What is that? What, Miller Lite? No, the sound of that. Oh, oh no. That top popping off. Your head coach talked about drinking a cold one after a game. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, uh, no. Right that's now. not your thing. Uh, I mean, yeah, actually, I, la- <laughs> I was about to say like, last uh, week it, it definitely, it definitely was. Okay. Um, yeah. But no, I mean, you never know, and you know, we got soccer. Your boys games, look good last week. Man. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. I think. I mean, we are looking good. We'll yeah. see what happens. Arkansas. So. We're talking about Arkansas. Arkansas. I was thought Midwestern State. Brian, not your looking. team, not so much. That was uh, as bad as they played. So they had much. a chance to kick an extra point or go for two and win that thing. That's all the things that were falling apart go Tigers. around. It was that's ah, just go typical, man. That's the LSU. Uh, the way it rolls sometimes, man. Yeah. You just you ride the roller coaster. Honestly, that's college football. We sold our soul. We sold our soul for that national championship. Is what we did. Hey, but every, it was every worth bad, it. every it bad thing it. that can happen Derek, to you now. Derek is doing. It. Derek is doing that thing when you're like, uh, "How was your weekend? How was your weekend?" Ask me about my weekend. No, no. Because like, you honestly, know, the no, Texas is honestly, playing a big game. Honestly, that is not a game I even want to talk about right now. I, I don't want to talk about it because I don't I don't feel great about it. So I don't know that anybody feels great about that matchup. But Bennett does. Bennett's going to show up. My son Bennett's down there at Texas he's now. now. He's going to be down. He's going to get up at 430 in the morning and go see college game day for his uh, – I said, enjoy that, son. I'm, sp- I'm going to miss it because it's like this is a black alumni weekend at oh. Texas. I can't go, but man, it's always a great time when they have this game. It was the same time we had when we played LSU, and it was so I much fun. So. Applaud them for doing that, and not doing it like on the Rice weekend. No, it's always the- it's always on a good matchup. They'll usually find a good matchup go. and bring everybody back to town. You get in that SEC, you'll have plenty of good matchups. <laughs> Eleven o'clock kickoff. Oh, I know. What's going on with that? TV. Yeah, but I mean, you could. Alabama, they can play. Give later me a three thirty. Like I'll take the two thirty. That's nah, TV that, too. You like know that what? works. Yeah, that, that TV says no, 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 no. We pay can for we this talk stuff. Cowboys, something I actually <laughs> know about. The Cowboys. I think there's a big game this week. I think I yeah. think we can do that. Yeah, You're right. To talk about. All right, <laughs> let's fair. jump in. Let's start first with some injuries. Uh, and I don't even know if this is an injury, but it's uh, it's worth talking about just because it's the quarterback. Uh, yesterday, we yeah. get this this weird news that that Dak. Maybe had an injury or didn't have an injury. He says he's fine. What What do we know about this ankle? I heard Nick on the radio this morning. Nick, you want to explain what happened? Man, I I was just like, he's got, he changed his shoes a little bit, or he changed his shoes, and it, it sounds like, like the model of the shoe. I, yeah, I mean, he didn't he didn't switch from the Jordan brand. I mean, right. they saying you know that you've seen these guys in their locker. They get all these kind of yeah. shoe yeah. boxes there. They're like, try this one out. And so he's he, okay. Maybe first game of the year he's going to try out a different shoe, and he tried it out, and it was just not supporting 
his ankle, it, you know, and it just so happens to be the one that was surgically repaired a couple years ago. So, you know, that just it wasn't working. He was having discomfort. They, I think they, they took him out. He did the retaping, put him back in, missed some time. And, and as he said, and he's right, and you miss any time, you have to be, you have to report that. So, you know, it's, I don't think it's a big deal. He looked at us straight in the, in the eye and he's like, this is not a big I, deal. I really appreciate the way that it was like the media goes after him on these questions. I mean, it, it stand, I mean, literally, I heard the the replay of, and he's trying to tell me, it's fine. It's fine. It's okay. And why'd then, you, why'd you change your shoes? And, and it was, and it just constant, well, what, what ankle? What, you know, what, what's going on here? What, you know, and you're just like going, he told you he's fine. But, but then, but then you think about things that we were, I was told that Zeke was fine all year. Yeah. Last year. I, I was told, I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times on the radio I said, my guys are telling me that Zeke's fine. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the season, Zeke's got a bad knee. And yeah. you're going, okay, I, you know, all these times I you, you trust people and you, you, you know, they, they tell you what you think. And, yeah, they're telling you it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. And then you actually get in the game and something happens and you're going, well, you know, that uh, thing I had happen on Thursday kind of affected me a little bit. And you're going, <laughs> okay, I asked you if it was fine. You know, yeah. so you, you have to. You have to keep asking those questions and, and wondering until he actually goes out there and plays. I mean, you go back to the injuries that Dax just had last summer. Like, there, it was characterized initially as no big deal. The and shoulder thing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so, and by the way, this is the nature of the NFL. Everybody's going to always be like, well, it's not a big deal yeah. until it's a big deal. So I think it's fair to ask the question. And I think it's fair well, to be dubious about whatever the answer is until you find out for sure what's going on. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, the thing with real quick, Amber, the Zach Wilson at uh, at the Jets. I mean, they're like, he's practicing, you know, he's got a, we got a, maybe a plan here. He's going to maybe play, you know, and then like, they're like, no, he's got, he's not going to be available till week four. You know, you go from like, wait a minute, you told me he could be yeah. here to, He's not going to play for four weeks. Oh, okay. Why didn't you just tell me he's not going to play for four weeks? You know, but they they think there's always an advantage there. They really yeah, it's do. hard, and it's hard not to overanalyze because it's easy to just hear him say, "I'm fine," and you believe that you're fine. But then it's like, okay, then you start overanalyzing things, and you're like, okay, well, if it was just a shoe, I mean, if it's bothering you, you would just switch it. But then going back to Nick's point, it's like even if he left to go switch it, he has to report it. But okay. Do you report if you gotta go to the rap, like yeah. the restroom? Yeah. You go pee or you got a wedgie or something. You gotta report that. You know, like I'm just giving yeah. injury report. M- mouth- Dak Prescott wedgie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving like wardrobe malfunctions. Yeah. So those type of things, it's just like it seems a little too like it's not a big deal. But then why like? Why if somebody saw him it? leaving, if somebody saw him leaving the field, mm-hmm. and they and it and the team didn't report that, now there would be a problem. a problem. Now yep. you have a problem, yep. because that's a big fine and all that stuff for like, anything. So they can leave. Yeah, it will if if you if you leave for an extended period of time. Yeah. Yes. And by the way, he it sounds like it's according to what Nick is saying. He got retaped. Yeah. So that that does fall in the category. Okay, he had to go see someone to get something done to him. So, you know, that that could probably be yeah. the, the kind of delimiter. Right? I think the point that Derek made is the best one, to be honest with you, about the shoulder at training camp. No, it's fine. It's just fine. It's just a little, it's a little sore. It's fine. But then it turns into it's a little bit longer. It, you know, there's more involved to it and all that. There's MRIs that are done. You know, initially, initially everything is fine until it's not fine. Right. You know, and then, like I was saying earlier, that – was told a whole year that you know nothing's wrong with Zeke. No knee, he's fine, man. He's playing. No, he's fine. He's good. And then the end of the season, they're all saying that he had all that thing going on with his knee. 
On that note, he actually was asked about, you know, kind of comparing it to the shoulder. Let's listen to what he had to say. Chris has that, that queued up. You did a press conference after the shoulder and told us it wasn't anything, and then we missed you for a I couple didn't, of weeks. I didn't know that, though. I didn't know. That was a baseball deal. I wasn't <laughs> sure. Those are not even comparable. So, yeah. And obviously, when I found out about the shoulder, I had to, you know, take back what I said. So this isn't even in, no, not even comparing. Good. So yeah. that that sounds like he's like, okay, yeah, that was a little different, and, and it was a very different situation. So. And it was also like late July, early August when, you know, anything like that can pull you out of a, yeah. a practice and stuff like that. So, I, I yeah, it is, it is a little bit different, but I think, you know, for the most part, we'll, we'll see. He he knows. He knows that he, he can play. Like, he, there's nothing that's going to keep him out of this game. So yeah. I think that's when he looks at it like it, it's not a big deal. And he knows he's going to have to stand in front of the media after the game, and people would call him. If he has issues in the game, like – he starts now, he can't move around too well, or you start noticing something. He knows he's going to stand in front of all these guys again, and he's going to have to face those type of questions like, okay, so you did have something right. a little bigger. So mm -hmm. I think he's smart enough to kind of not only say what he needs to say, but also be truthful about it and say, okay, yes, I'm good, and I do believe he's going to be yeah. fine. Looks like they're pretty clean otherwise going into this game from a, from an injury standpoint. Yeah, I need to see today about Jordan Lewis yeah. and, and what uh, what's going on there. So if you can get his uh, clean bill of health through Friday, I think there's a really good chance that he'll be able to play for you on Sunday. Yeah, we, uh, we're starting to hear reports talking about the Tampa Bay uh, injury report. We're starting to hear reports yesterday that, that Chris Godwin, who was practicing earlier this week, did not practice yesterday, uh, at least in the media portion of their practice. Um, and there are reports that today, I just saw a report that he's he's out there, but he's wearing kind of the non-contact drill color that they yeah. use. Uh, so it, it's looking more and more like it doesn't, like he won't play. My question for you guys is how much of a, obviously he's a good receiver, mm -hmm. right? How much of a difference does that make in this matchup for the Cowboys if Chris Godwin doesn't play? Well, I mean, I think it, it it's a it, it matters, but but I look at Tom Brady's career. You know, he's in in that category of guys, and I you know I, I, Aaron Rodgers is the same way. Where you know they haven't always had great receivers, and he's had great production. Mm. He who's out there, and as long as they understand the system, he trusts them. That I think that you know he can make some some of these guys into really good players. Now, when he does have great players. They have great numbers, great production, like a Randy Moss in that in that 2007 year, or even Mike Evans. So, I yeah, he, he's a good player, but I wouldn't think, oh well, Godwin's out because they they roll guys in, you know. And Godwin's best year, I think, was wasn't it with Tom Brady? Was it last year? No, he two years ago. He was he was good two years ago with Jameis. They they, they love Russell Gage. They absolutely mm. who they got from Atlanta, yeah. and they uh, he's they, also on the injury report though. It yeah. sounds like he's going to play, but he's yeah, on the but report. and they also you know play coaches and scouts always love their players until the season gets started. But when you talk to people <laughs> in until you know, and you talk to people with Tampa, because I was asking some questions about that because I didn't feel like that Chris Godwin was going to play. I just I mean in my heart I was like going. You know, they're they're kind of trying to ramp him up a little bit, but then you start to hear the things that you're talking about, Derek. It, that didn't jive with me all that well. So I asked about, well, what about Gage? And they're like, listen, this guy has been to the point where, you know, we can't cover him in our own practices with our guys. I said, well, how does it make you feel? He goes, it makes us feel good about Gage. It doesn't make us feel good about our corners right now. <laughs> mm -hmm. But they also, they're really, they're, they're loving Julio Jones. They feel like that he found the fountain of youth again with, now we'll see. Julio Jones in week one will probably be great. Julio Jones in week five, 
don't play him on fantasy football. Yeah. You know, he he's not going to be well, healthy. Well, nope, the Cowboys, but yeah, he yeah. might be he's probably pretty good this week. Exactly. Yeah. But for week 1, so, you know, Evans, Gage, Jones, you know, that's kind of what they're going to throw at you in this football game cuz like I say, I don't think Chris Godwin is going to play. All right, let's go ahead and take our first break. When we come back, we're going to start talking about what you guys can expect this weekend. I actually want to start the conversation with those wide receivers. We start looking at the size of that group. Uh, that's Those are some big guys, and the Cowboys' corners are not big guys, relatively speaking. How much is that going to be a, a problem for the Cowboys? We'll talk about that when we come back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. This week! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Back to the break. If you can't see, it's hard to really do anything. So SLR lenses are going to let you see everything, whether it be an exciting play or just anything in your everyday life. SLR experts find the perfect lens for you. See more, do more. SLR. Welcome back to the second segment of The Break, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at The Star. This segment is brought to you by Blockchain.com. Uh, let's get into what you can expect this weekend. Uh, we're going to try to go through some of these. Uh, I think everybody let me know in the break that uh, <laughs> in my rundown that I gave yesterday, uh, they already talked about this topic. But for my knowledge, and just in case somebody didn't listen to the show, I'm still going to bring it up. And so tell me. Well, Mike Evans grew two inches last night, so he's yeah. even bigger. And he's he's even be, bigger yeah, than what yeah, I put on there? Yeah, it's going to be a bigger matchup now. So now we need to talk about it again. Okay, no. good. Perfect. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you, you look at the size of those guys. Mike Evans, 6'5", 231. Julio Jones, 6'3", 220. Big guys. Cowboys, 6'2", is Diggs. 6'2", 195. Browns, 5'11", 196. Lewis, 5'10", 195. They are not big guys. How much does that affect the Cowboys? Ability to cover. It's a red zone thing. I always think when it gets to that, that that's where you really see the difference. I, I don't see 
you know, out in the middle of the field where, where that kind of mismatch changes a lot because the quickness kind of, you know, get them in position. It's a lot of times it's the jump ball. It's the big play. And Mike Evans has been really good at doing that. But I like the way these Cowboys corners compete. They can jump, you know, and they get up there. So I'm not too, too worried about that part. Don't worry about the size. Worry about the separation here. If there mm. is separation, you know, because I think the guys that the five nines, the five tens, the five elevens, they'll all fight. You know, it's about positioning. It's about being able to play the routes. It's are, are the crews going to call this game, you know, uh, in a way that it is like the Raider game, where every time there's a contested ball, there's a pass interference. Uh, you hope not. Last night in the league, they, they it was uh, there weren't as many penalties in the game. Maybe we'll see that where it's not the, at least early in the season. Let everybody kind of figure things out, and then go from there. But the contested balls, I, I think the I think the Cowboys will be very competitive in that thing. I just like to say, if you're going to play press in this game, knock these guys around. They are big guys. Make them have to start, stop, start again. Any, any type of little bit of hesitation can maybe help you with Tom Brady. Maybe you find a way to get a blitz home, win inside with some quickness, whether it's Tristan Hill or one of those guys. We had Tank on yesterday, uh, Tank Lawrence on our on our show on 105.3, and you know he was talking about you know pass rush and levels of rush and how you have to rush it. You know, with Tom Brady, you rush at a different level where he stands as opposed to, say, a Kyler Murray who mm-hmm. moves around. So they have an idea where Tom Brady is going to be if you could get him to move a little bit. But it's all about coverage. If they can hold up on the outside, I think Dallas's secondary can hold up. Uh, we went through yesterday what we thought about Tampa and Carlton Davis and how to go after him. Uh, so I still feel like that there is an advantage for the Cowboys here with the way they, with the way they play or the style with the, which they play. You talk about separation, but I feel like our guys, what they like in, in size, they make up for it in speed. I've seen some speed in this guy. Quickness, yeah. Yes, yeah. and so I think they can keep up and compete. I would be concerned in red zone when you get those 50-50 balls in the air, like Nick mentioned. That's when it gets tough and you find that kind of disadvantage there, but just don't get to that. <laughs> don't get to that <laughs> Don't point. let them get to the red zone. Don't get to the, yeah, and, and, and find help. From pressuring the quarterback, find help with Micah Parsons, find help in kind of trying to make him uncomfortable. And we know that, yes, he's Tom Brady, but we've seen him throw two interceptions last year. So I think that's the area where our secondary, it's going to need help from our defensive line in creating that kind of pressure and starting to play that way. Do you guys have any examples that you can point to uh, where this group of cornerbacks have faced bigger receivers and either performed really well or didn't perform so well uh, that, that may give you reason to believe that the same would happen this weekend. Go back. The, the receivers that had size you played last year, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, but they played a group with the Chargers yeah. that were much bigger. The, Keenan you know, Allen's Mike big dude, yeah. yeah, those guys are bigger guys, yeah, and yeah. but they don't, they're not the fastest of the right. guys. So, you know, really excellent quarterback there. But yeah. uh, but if you're talking about size, I'm trying to remember where there are just breakaway plays. I mean, I, yeah. I can't remember what I had for breakfast sometimes. Yeah, I and, can't, I can't you know, remember that. But I, I'm with you, Brian. Yeah, and I, I think that— I'm just the, thinking of size, though. Yeah, that yeah. Game, and that game, you know, early on, the, the, the Chargers did move the ball a little bit. The Cowboys moved the ball. And then the second half, the whole thing just changed into a defensive game. Yeah. So, you know, they, they figured it out. Um, I, I I just think that they, they, they match up okay. This isn't, you know— 
the Aaron Glens of the world, you know, the little short corners out there, Daryl Green's not like that. Um, they, they, they can get up there. All right. Some of these questions may be repeats, but I'm going to say them anyway because we're kind of just giving people our final say before the game. Uh, so let's talk about the running game in 2021. Uh, Dallas rushed 18 times for 60 yards against Tampa. That was a 3.3 average. Uh, they obviously didn't have Zach Martin in that game. Do you expect Dallas to try to be more balanced this year with Zach Martin? Um, and is this offensive line better, ready for uh, the, the be, yeah. having to run more? I think this is a better line than it was last year from a just from a standpoint of just just look across the board who's going to play Connor McGovern this year versus Connor McGovern last year he's got to be better I would I would think mm -hmm. Tyler Biotis has got to be better Zach Martin is definitely better than what they had in there now you're looking at the tackles you had Tyron Smith and you had Lyle Collins that's where it's going to be the the difference but I think they can still do what they want to do and be as balanced as they want to be um they're gonna to have to run some on the outside but I don't think they'll be as one-dimensional I think they'll run some more inside with more success Gosh, if they throw the ball 58 times or so, man, this thing could be like, yeah. why? I mean, but yeah. it, it might, that's what it might take. I, I want to believe that I, I think there's, there's certain things about the running game that I, I think that they're going to have to. Last night, if you had a chance, I don't know if everybody, I mean, we all have lives. I know Derek's daughter was like she was on Broadway last night or <laughs> a couple of nights ago doing that. But, you know, we, we, if you watch these games, what was. Allen doing that to, to, you know with a, with a good ram against a good ram defense the mobility in the mm -hmm. pocket the mobility to slide to throw to extend a play to run to get through to stiff arm I mean that's what I envisioned Dak Prescott doing Alan, I Allen's wearing the right cleats yeah yeah it, it helps <laughs> but but that's what that's I think that's when you play against a really good defense it's going to take that. It's going to swing the ball to a back. It's going to be an open space play. It's going to be a conversion on third and seven when you just you somehow you fit a pass in there and it's you know and Diggs catches it and goes for more yards. That's how you beat really good defense, and and that's what it's going to take. It's if the Cowboys. I, the thing I always worry about the Cowboys offensively is if somebody makes them grind it out. It was always the grind it out, grind it out, holding. You know, yeah. 52 mm -hmm. offense, and you're like going, just damn it. Your, your you know, window. yeah. And then all of a sudden, you're like, you're having a good drive, and then you get a holding penalty, or you line up, uh, you have an illegal motion penalty, and then it sets things back. Teams probably thinking, well, make Dallas drive the ball. They'll self destruct. You know, a good team, if they're moving the ball, won't self destruct. Mm -hmm. And that's what we need to see from this Cowboys against the Buccaneers. Don't hurt yourself with stupid penalties fumbles or drop passes when you're open yeah and like going back to training camp I would see them run the ball pretty well but then you think okay this is this is just practice it's not even a real game but then we move into the preseason and I would see the guys running the ball pretty well and then you think okay well these are the backups like way down the line but at the same time I'm like okay if these third fourth guys are being able to run successfully why would I not think that our starters will be able to carry that scheme as well? wise? Scheme yes. wise, if you see the backups maybe doing it well, you're like, man, man, they got a good blocking scheme. They've got this figured out. Man, your starters can maybe mm -hmm. take that to another level. That's a so good that, point. So that's what makes me think that they're gonna start off the season being successful and trying to be more balanced in the running games. Just me relying on what I saw these backups do. That I'm if these guys can do it. Our starters can. And Zeke, Tony Pollard, to me, they've been looking really good. So I think that 
we'll see how the O-line performs and helps them create those holes for them to run through. But I do believe that it's going to be a balanced game. Yeah, I know it was very different because it was the preseason, but man, I really loved what they were doing in the run game in the mm-hmm. preseason. And, yeah. and I hope... The physicality hope, yeah. they played with, yeah. I hope that some of that translates. And now that they have the starters out there, I hope that translates once we get into the season because running the ball and stopping the run, they did it really well in the yeah. preseason. Let's see if they can carry that through to the regular season. Is that your guys' biggest fear that you can't run the ball and other teams can run the ball against you? Yes. Because that yes. de- that's demoralizing, yes. isn't it? We've think, sat there I mean, in the press box. Yeah, yeah, that was when they went downhill last year, right? We, we've seen in the press box, we're sitting there watching the game, and it seems like you're watching Denver, and they're just ripping off 8, 10, 12, 14-yard runs, and you're going, we can't stop them. We can't that, stop yeah. it. It just demoralizes your team. Yeah. And I guarantee you, whoever it is, I don't even know. The two coaches that come up to the star here tonight and play Friday night football here. High school? High school. They're thinking the same thing. We got we got to stop the run. Yeah, yeah. we're going to run the ball. That's football, even though they have a quarterback Every, that's yeah. going to some Pac-12 school and they yeah. throw it 500 times. If they just keep running the ball, well, we're just going to keep doing yeah. that. That's my biggest fear. My biggest fear. I don't know if my biggest fear is stopping the run spiders. or not being able to run. <laughs> well, I hate rats. Yeah, rats. rats. The movie Willard back in the yeah. 70s was. Oh, if, if, don't watch nasty, that. Yeah, man. it's just rats everywhere. It's just. <laughs> I couldn't live in New York City. I'm sorry for folks that are listening in New York City, but yeah. I couldn't live there with knowing that rats are around. Okay. I'm sure there are rats here, too. Or New Orleans. I had a mouse in our hotel room when we went to New Orleans. Oh, it's a friendly mouse. Don't worry <laughs> about that. Wait, it's New Orleans. Wait. It's still a mouse. When we went for, for the game? Rat. When we went for the game? It was one of our retreats. Oh. Oh wow! Yeah, Derek is Derek slumming on the. We used to stay at nice places <laughs> on those. Tell me that. Wow, yeah. the LA and then retreat. the ladies like, no, we no, can we can switch your rooms to another floor. I'm like, it's still the same floor. <laughs> so they 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 figure it out. But yes, they brought in one of those like old school little mouse I traps. We were at a nice restaurant. <laughs> we are. I mean, a nice hotel. What well, you did? Nobody <laughs> else did. It's a sponsored hotel. Hey, when oh, you stay close yeah. to oh. Bourbon Street. I don't think even a nice hotel can. My suite didn't have any of that. <laughs> oh, okay. Sweet. Yeah, no, just, just, no, just playing. The first floor. The first floor did, but your second floor did not. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. It, yeah. That's it. That must. It's one of these hotels where it opens the door, opens the parking lot, yeah. kind of a thing. Way to go, Derek. Got the little rail out there. <laughs> exactly. All right. Let's move on. Let's move on to the next topic. Uh, Amari Cooper. He had 13 receptions, two touchdowns last season against Tampa Bay. Uh, how do you think Cowboys compensate? Is this the week where you get to see in full display what CD Lamb can be? I love. Or do you think there are other people that are really going to have to take up that? that I love. And were you standing there where CD Lamb was giving his talk? Oh no, I was inside the locker room. Yeah, he he was when CD was talking. Like somebody must have got to him about being that alpha male guy mm-hmm. because they were asking him questions, and it was a point no. You know, well, do you think things are going to be? He goes, no, I know. I've been working hard. This is where I'm supposed to be. This is the path I'm going on. I mean, it was like, oh. usually when CD, when you first talk to him, he's kind of a little bit timid, a little bit scared, a little bit not sure what to say. Yesterday was a different CD Lamb. And I know talk is different, but mm-hmm. the second half of that game, he started that game against Tampa last year. It was a little rough. And then the, by the second half of that game, he was making play after play after play. And but yesterday, when you're listening to him talk, 
I was super impressed that like, okay, man, he he's he understands what's ahead of him right now because he he knows what's happening with Chase Mm -hmm. and Jefferson and guys around the league, Mm -hmm. Cooper Cups, the world. Nobody's talking about him, but in his heart, he believes he's in the same level with those guys. I I was glad to hear him talk like that. Yeah, I think he's gonna. You know, he he's got to have a little bit of help. You don't need a lot. You just need somebody that 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 will scare teams on the other side every now and again, make some plays, and it's up to Kellen Moore to figure that out, scheme scheme it up that way. And I think that it's obviously what's been the biggest talk of the offseason when it comes to that offense is are you going to be able to get CD the ball, Tony Pollard the ball? Are you going to still do the things you want to do? I think going back to what you all talked about about the running game, I think that um, – there, there's an arrogance about what this offense is, and we're just going to go and play big boy football. And you can still play that way, but I still think there needs to be a little bit of trickery. This isn't just yeah. us versus them. We're going 12 personnel, which means we'll run you over. And that doesn't work. Yeah. Big on big doesn't work if you're not the biggest. So you know you, you've got to be able point. you've got to be able to scheme it up a little bit. And I think that, that they'll be able to do that. They asked Jetsy real quick, Amber, about. I talked about he asked about Cooper, the asthma Cooper Cup, mm-hmm. and he said, you know, Cooper Cup's a great receiver. Blah blah blah. CD Lamb was Cooper Cup at Oklahoma. Yeah. If you watch mm-hmm. Oklahoma football, he was a drag underneath, mm-hmm. vertical cross. He was always and on turned the, him into big plays. Always yep. on the move. Yep. Seven yard pass, seventy seven yard touchdown. Yep. yep. He was Cooper Cup at Oklahoma. So if you're thinking like, well, he's like Cooper Cup's a good player, and I'm thinking, dude, you were Cooper Cup at Oklahoma. Yeah. To Nick's point, Kellen Moore, give me something here. Give me something. Give me something that, that gets these kids. Because I saw it with Dan Quinn. I saw Dan Quinn take players that nobody wanted and play a top-flight defense. Mm-hmm. Just give me a little of that. That's a great point because at Oklahoma, he got the ball on the move a lot. And a when ton. he got it on the move, like he it broke was a finish. He was a hard guy to bring down. Yeah. I remember the game against Texas where he was just like, they had bodies around him. Yeah. They just couldn't get him down. Yeah. He was just making plays. And and that's why I, I don't know that we've seen enough of that here in, in Dallas. We I haven't. think there's opportunities. Yeah, we there. haven't. Yeah. You know? yeah, I don't think this will be the Dak and Zeke, uh, not Zeke, <laughs> Dak and CD show. And Sorry to keep repeating training camp, but that's the only reference I can use right now. But going back there, yes, they had a really great connection and the work was really good and everything. But then my only concern is what happens when the defense takes him out or makes him his life a lot more complicated? And then you start getting frustrated because I've seen games where I feel and this is just totally Body language. My, this is totally my perception. Yeah. I, I know CD is great and he's a great competitor. But sometimes I've seen him in games where it's not working out well and you can kind of see the frustration where it maybe starts getting to him. It doesn't mean he goes, he doesn't go back out there and gives it his all again, but it does get to him a little bit. So that's my only concern for this game is, okay, can he just clean slate every time there's a new play and just make it work? But other than that, I... uh, We'll just have to see. I don't know. My <laughs> mind keeps going back and forth. It could really look really great, and then it could really look really yeah. ugly. So yeah. we'll see. We don't really know what this is going to look like. I mean, that's the fact of the matter. No one knows how this is going to look until we get out there and until we get a chance to see them week one I and, think and see I how think, it develops over the season. Yeah, I think Tampa's in the same shape you are. They're starting some rookie players. They've yeah. got some players they're really relying on. They've got a Hall of Fame quarterback that missed 11 Days to go take care of personal business and all. I mean, you know, they got a new head coach. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things going on for both teams in this football game. Yep. 
Absolutely. All right, let's take our final break. Let's come back. And we got some questions from the fans. We had uh, hit them up on Twitter last night, and we got some pretty good questions that came in. We'll hit some of those in our final segment. And certainly we're going to get to our predictions for the game and uh, see how that goes. We'll definitely come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. I'm leaving. <laughs> sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper is on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the Cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Back to the break. Not everyone knows football that well, unless they talk to Brian <laughs> Broaddus. But the ones that do, they can be nominated for Fan of the Year. Fan of the Year will get you to Super Bowl 57 in Arizona. Is presented by Captain Morgan. Nominate yourself or a friend or someone you see on a plane at DallasCowboys.com slash fan of the year. Welcome back. It is the Board final segment with American of Express. Yeah. Live from SWBC Morgan Studios at the Star. We are presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Let's take some questions from our fans who are out there listening. Uh, we got one from Cowboys Due Diligence, and his question is, what do you see as the Cowboys' biggest advantage over the Bucks? And then we'll get to what is their biggest challenge. Biggest advantage over the Bucks. It could be offense, defense, special teams, whatever you want to call it. Probably the, the middle of the Bucks' offensive line and the Cowboys' def- defensive line, yeah. depth and linebackers and just the stuff. The that middle. Right in front of Tom Brady's face there. Okay. That, 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 I think, is an advantage for the Cowboys. The Cowboys have the best defensive player in the league. That's their advantage against a Hall of Fame quarterback with wide receivers that are very, very good. But like Nick says, they're compromised in the middle. So you're going to take that, your best defensive player in the league, and you're going to wreck shop with wherever he can along that offensive line. Dan Quinn, 
I think he there is the go. best to like manage. It. Like it. There you go. Yes. Defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn. Wow. Another full year with the Cowboys, teaching them, coaching them. So I just think that even the guys that we haven't seen much of just yet in like real game time experience type of stuff, I think that Dan Quinn can make the magic happen with all those guys. That's a great, great is line. It, is it too silly or probably premature, I admit that, to think that he could get this to the level of that Seattle defense that he had? Man. Uh, I don't think it's premature because because that's what they did, and they yeah. did it by building through the draft. And, you know, they, they have some they had some really good players, but, I mean, they had a fourth-round fourth corner that was really good. I mean, Richard, Richard Sherman. Sherman. Yeah. They had a, a first-round safety. The Cowboys have that, too, and Malik Cooker. He just hasn't – he didn't have – Was Cam Chancellor what, – what was he drafted? Cam was late. Cam yeah, was like, late. A, like a four or five. And I, I think Richard Sherman Ron, was – Is a, he a J. Ron Kirst type I think guy? he was a yeah. five, too. I mean, the thing with Cam, you had him down, and then you had, you know, your Texas guy playing in the back. Yeah. And you know, and every time I mean, they were they were ball hawking that stuff. His name stuff. was Earl Thomas. We yeah. can talk about him now. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, now I didn't want to. Yeah, I didn't want to bring it up. <laughs> He's a free agent. You know what? That, those conversations have stopped finally. You know, oh he kind of kind of got that. But, yeah, but yeah, I, we went to that game in 2018. I think we went to that game thinking, all right, they're going to play this the Seahawks. He might be on the plane. He's coming, coming back. back with us. <laughs> I mean yeah. that was capital T tampering, you know. What yeah. I mean, like he, had, but but that he was doing it. He yeah. was the one starting it, sure, yeah. and he ended up just getting two interceptions and winning the game. You know what? <laughs> I think Dan could have a because de- he's got, like I said, he's got the best player, but he needs, like you said, he needs the Sherman. Maybe Diggs would be the Sherman guy. Maybe mm-hmm. that would be the guy that that does it. But he had others too. The the, the pass rush was, and I could say it's maybe it's molding into yeah. that type of a. Is this pass rush worse than that pass rush? I don't yeah. know that it is. I mean, he's Bobby got himself. A, he's got himself a crazy great linebacker yeah. here. He had a crazy great linebacker there that's going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Like yeah. you start looking at the pieces, and I'm like, am I just being like, is this rose colored glasses, or mm. is this really something that is realistic? I don't, I don't See think. What happens. Yeah, I, I mean, the pieces yeah. are there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's really easy to be like, no, you're not that. Well, no, you're not that until you are. So, right. but but this is after if that's if this is year one, and then now we're looking at year two. If he finds another J. Ron Curse, another yeah. guy that you're not expecting, that's like, oh wow, you know. If you if you get the jump, say you get the jump from Osa mm-hmm. that turns into there's that three technique he's yeah. got. Now he's got a linebacker, a three technique. He's got a legitimate corner. He's got a safety, safety. he can play down. If Hooker, and he's got a first round on the back end. Yeah. Okay. Say if Hooker plays the back end year two removed from the Achilles and plays with like he did at Ohio State. He's one of the best free safeties I ever scouted coming out of Ohio State. And so maybe maybe you got the the makings of it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that gets me excited because that that's something you can, regardless of what you're doing on. I shouldn't say regardless, but you got a lot of leeway on offense when you got a defense that's that good. Oh, you, know? you got you can well, rookie quarterback could go to the Super Bowl. That's exactly right. Yeah. You know, he Russell wasn't Russell now. Yeah. back then. Yeah. You know. Yeah. All right. Um, let's move on. Let's talk. Oh, what's the biggest challenge? So, what's the the worst thing for the Cowboys? The worst matchup? The worst part of that? Matchup between Cowboys and the other side. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna flip it. Yeah, uh, middle of the offensive line and against. The, you know, I mean, but that was a problem last year. They, 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 and they knew it going in. You know, when I say that about the arrogance and all that, I give the Cowboys credit last year. They didn't try it. They didn't even say 
this is not going to really work for us. We'll run Zeke every every now and again here and there to help us with our play action. But for the most part, we're going to go wide on this thing. I think they're better suited to do that now. With um, even though the, the receivers aren't the same, yeah. I think Turpin's going to help. I think Pollard's going to help. I think that you know, I think that, that this they learned a lot from that Week One game. I would Dallas hope so. Dallas is weaker at receiver than where they were last year. But if you remember, yeah. they lost Gallup early in that game. Yeah. Well, he, I mean, he, oh, excuse me, he had some receptions and then they lose him. Mm-hmm. But then Coop picked up the slack and then 13. Yeah. And then yeah. And Lamb came later on in the game. But I think the biggest question marks for the Cowboys is at their wide receiver. I mean, you can talk about the left tackle, but hell, the Tampa Bay's got the same issues you got up front. You know, so if it comes down to receive, I think they have the better receivers. I think your secondary can cover them. They probably feel like that they can cover you with the guys you have. So I would say that probably a little bit of a weakness there. All right. Amber? I would say the O-line again because I think that I have so many question marks, though, with the wide receiver position yeah. how that's going to work out. So I'm thinking, okay, if I can't fully rely on the passing game, I'm going to have to rely on the running game and with Zeke and Tony. So what can the O-line really hold up and do for this offense? So that's my biggest, I guess, weakest link for the Cowboys right now. Okay. Um, this next question kind of rides on what we were talking about with the offensive and defensive lines. It's an interesting question from Corey Hinchy. He says, interior offensive line protecting Dak or interior defense attack, def- defensive line attacking Brady? Which one is more important in order to beat the Bucks? Brady. Their ability to rush Brady. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. You, you get to find a way to you got to find a way to knock him around. I've talked about eye level. Everybody that's ever beaten Tom Brady has gotten his eye level down. And by the way, I learned an interesting stat last night real quick. Tom Brady has only lost four times in his career on opening day. Mm-hmm. But every time he's lost an opening day, they've won the Super Bowl. Hmm. So pick your poison there, what you mm-hmm. want to do. Interesting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that question is a fancy way of saying who who is better really between Brady and Dak. Because mm-hmm. basically what they're saying is, is that if Dak plays his best game, and Brady plays his best game. Yeah. It's got to be advantage Brady, you know? Yeah. I mean, his hands are a lot shinier than anyone's, you know? And he actually both. Both, he goes, <laughs> both hands. I just see both quarterbacks <laughs> knowing the situations with their offensive yeah. line and Dak knowing, I've got to get this ball out. I can't hold it. Or and I have got to run. Weapons yeah, there. your court, your quarterback is more mobile than their guy. That, what, does, what does that look like? Him just throwing it away or actually connecting with a receiver? And with I, Dak or Brady? Dak. Br- Dak. Dak, I think, that, yeah, it's it's just it's about trying to win. We talked about how I, I feel like there's some plays that can be made on the Tampa secondary. So yeah, it's about maybe getting some getting Schultz going, getting CD going in this game. But the ball's got to be out quick, even if it's incomplete. Don't take the sack, but get in. We were talking about rhythm, offensive rhythm. But you know, like I say, Tampa's plan's probably to make you try and drive it because they they probably feel like that you're going to get a rookie holding penalty on your left tackle along the way. Or something like that's going to set you back. That would be my plan if I was if I was yeah. Todd Bowles. I would make you try and drive the ball on yeah, me because gone. you're going to self destruct along the way. I don't know if you could say that about Tampa. Mm-hmm. That's the problem you run into. All right, it is that time. It's time for you guys to make some predictions heading into the 2022 season. Cowboys open the season against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at AT&T Stadium Sunday Night Football. Who wins? Amber. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, I got to go with the Cowboys. 
don't ask me final score, and I'm not going to go as far as saying, like, a shutout. Like, some other people in this room might have... Shutout? No, nobody said... <laughs> you listen to me on the radio to? now? What are no you doing? No one doing? said anything about We're a shutout. shutouts. Pretty close. No. Pretty close. But, anyways, I think it's going to be a close game, but I do think that the Cowboys will manage to win at home against Brady, and it's going to be a great and amazing fun start of the season. All right, Brian. Brett Maher is going to knock one home down there, probably with about, uh, say, 28 seconds left. They're going to have to fend off Brady one last time for some throws. Cowboys 27, Bucks 24. Nice. Uh, I'm going. Is there towels? Is there white towels? I asked this on the radio. I don't know. Do I, I'm not that? sure, but I'm gonna, I am <laughs> going to guess it's a Sunday night game to open the season. I'm so guessing there will be towels? white towels. Okay, that guessing. means that place is going to be going I'm crazy, guessing. rocking. I. This is not an, an indication of what I think this team's going to be. I don't. I'm not saying a 12, 13 win season or anything like that. I think they will get after the Bucks' ass in this game. I think this defense is going to be ridiculous. And and I think Micah Parsons is going to be ready to take over and wreck the league. And I think Tom Brady, as great as he is, he's going to take the L in this one. And I think the Cowboys. It'll be it'll be a game. It'll be a game, and then they'll they'll sort of pull away. They're going to win this one. I got them 31-14. They got them a 17-point mm. win. I think they're going to kick their ass. Mm, I really say do. it with your chest. I, I really believe That's that. I'm trying to remember the last time because I used to when we always worked together. You were always like they're going to kick their ass. I think you're always you were right several of those times too. So when you say I'm, well, I win. I win. I, I will say this: this isn't a big deal now because is you know it's Falcons. Mm-hmm. But I remember coming up yeah. the stairs back to the press box after the Bronco game, and I was like. Who they got next week? Falcons. They're gonna dominate. Forty-five their, to three, yeah. and they right? did. They killed them. Yeah. But but like I don't know. This isn't the same. This is the, this is Tom Brady. I yeah. just think this game with the crowd and this excitement. I think the defense will be all over them, and I think it'll help that offense play downhill. I think they win this one going away. Yeah, I think they're gonna win, and I think it's gonna be the close. The final score will be close, in my opinion. But I think the Cowboys are gonna lead this by a bigger margin throughout the game. I think it's gonna. Tom's going to come back and make it closer than it was. But I do. I agree. I think this defense is going to be the story of the game when it's all said and done. And everybody's going to be like, man, this defense is, is Take notice. legit. Um, and and I, I think that's where I'm getting confidence that the Cowboys will win this game and win it pretty handily. I'm thinking 24-20 is the final score, but I think that's also going to be some late touchdowns by Tom mm-hmm. uh, just because Tom is Tom, right? You're not going to hold him down a full game. But uh, but it'll be interesting. This will be a fun game, and it'll be a fun opportunity for us to get this 2022 season started. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!